They send Nomad. You don't know who Nomad is. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, do, oh yeah, you do? That's oh, uh, Samson. Uh, <laughs> <sorry. laughs> Steve, yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> he was partnered up with Sam back in the original Captain America series that he had written by Vermeer. He thought that he died there. Ian has apparently been alive. Sam's like, oh, you've been alive this whole time. He finds out Buffy Wasn't he, knew. like, trapped in time or something? Or, like, didn't Steve, like, have to go rescue him or something? Yeah, it was all weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know a little bit. <laughs> anything anything you can do to, like, age the kids up because you don't want your exactly. kids for too long. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to another relaunch. We are your hosts. Oh, I am director. No, which one? I was about to say the one I was going to say. I was like, oh, there's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pandora, who we were, who we met in Doctor Strange, which I'll be talking about later. So get ready for that. There you go. Oh, okay. Ooh, a new character for the people. All right, and I am Virgil Hawkins, a.k.a. Static. Oh, that's fair. I like that. No, pulling the Lion Stone character out. People asked me while I was at um, L.A. Comic-Con this past weekend if I would do Static. <laughs> they were like, oh, you should dress mm-hmm. Static next time. I was like, oh, okay. I feel like that's you. a good one. And I, feel like that's good. and I feel like we don't really see too many people dressing up as Static again these days. Or at least I don't. That could just yeah. be they don't. There know. aren't too many people there as Static. I also thought I was going to run into more bishops. But that didn't happen. Mm, that sounds accurate. I can mm. see that. But other than that, how was LA Comic Con? It was a lot of fun. I haven't been to a Comic Con in a while. Um, I want to say, actually, the last time I went was, I think it was LA Comic Con in 2019. Okay. Um, and obviously, they haven't had many because of uh, the pandemic. Pandorosa. Yeah. And. Um, I hadn't really been any, but this time I wanted to go. It was my birthday weekend, so I wanted to, like, dress up and do all of this. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun, like, meeting all the other cosplayers who were all really nice and meeting all the other, like, X-Men fans were really cool. And the kids. That was all, that was mm-hmm. really nice. My best friend came with me, and he was dressed as Miles Morales. And oh. so, many, so many little kids would stop and be like, Miles. <laughs> but, like, Aww. talk to him like he was Miles. <laughs> it was too cute. It's so interesting to see the characters who have kind of latched on and become the new generations, like Spider-Man and like Captain America and all that stuff. Like, there are going to be so many people who probably don't pay any attention to Peter whatsoever. No. But Miles is their man. Yeah. And it was wild to see just how much, like, man, the MCU truly has, like, impacted the fandom and, like, really elevates characters. There were two Agathas. That I saw an adult one and a baby one. <laughs> the Agatha thing like kind of irritates me. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it was wild. I was like Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Okay, cool. I guess she's like a known thing now. 
Catherine there were a lot of Wanda's. A lot of Wanda's. Baby, Wanda is it. Wanda's that girl. Wanda's like, you know, they talk about the queen of comics. <laughs> She's in the conversation. Like, consistently. And it's kind of <laughs> true. And it's, yeah. she got a new book coming out, which I'm going to read. So shout out to her. I'll tap in for a couple issues. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Y'all know why I'll really be there. <laughs> for the magic. Yeah, I'll be there for long. <laughs> <laughs> about all that. But how are you? I'm doing well. Um, I've had a very enjoyable weekend. There's been a lot of good comics coming out. The weather's been nice. Um, I've really discovered that I don't think winter is going to be a thing anymore. <laughs> and <laughs> I, don't I should know. laugh at like global warming. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it, you know, because these these quote unquote winter days have been really nice. We've been in like the fifties. I've gone outside. People have had on shorts. Um, but at the same time, it's crazy. But Whatever, that's been fun. I've also been catching back up. I've been getting back into Dragon Ball Z. You know, everybody knows I'm a fighter. And that's my thing. But I've always said I think Dragon Ball Z has really good, like, fight scenes, but it drags on horrendously. Like, when they talk, it's, like, 45 minutes of talking, then 30 seconds of fighting. And it's like, I can't do all that. However, I have been on YouTube. And shout out to YouTube because they have the people in there creating, like, the abridged versions, shorter parts of the episodes. So we got a lot of the fighting and we cut out a lot of that fluff. And I've been getting caught up that way. And it's been kind of good. I just watched the Tournament of Power. That was excellent. Yes. All right. For you catching up. I didn't know you were a Dragon Ball Z fan. I love Dragon Ball Z. So I, I used to really love Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Gohan was my favorite. And so when his character kind of started getting sidelined and they paid him more of a academic, I was like, oh, I'm never watching well, He became corny. <laughs> I was like, I'm never watching this show again. It's awful. His Super Saiyan man era was corny. <laughs> like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So I completely gave it up. Um, but, you know, he, I, he had the movie that just recently came out, Superhero, and I watched that, and that was, like, really good, and again, I, as a Gohan fan, it, like, made me emotional, because it was like, oh, these are, like, all the things you love about him, so I was like, let me just go back and watch some of this other stuff, too. Other characters did other things, and that could be interesting as well. You should tap into Dragon Ball Super, um, that continues the story after the whole Buu saga in Dragon Ball Z, because um, Gohan... He does become an academic, but they make his ass get up and start fighting. They're like, <laughs> we got like, to fight. And he's like, all right, I can, I can still swing. Let me put on a little tracksuit and fight. And, like, let me tell you, as a Gohan fan, truly, that's really all I want. Because even as I was watching Tournament of Power, I was like, I can totally understand kind of coming to this space and being like, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> like, I'm going to do something <laughs> else. I do not want to fight and be a part of these big, giant, disastrous events every single time. They happen. I got a family now. I'm a good dad. Not you, Goku. I'm more like Piccolo. Low blow for the <laughs> the bad dads. <laughs> <laughs> Goku kind of the king of them, though. <laughs> He's not He's good. He's mascot. <laughs> My favorite Dragon Ball Z character um, is Goten, Gohan's little brother. Mm-hmm. I love him. I, He's cool. I, I can see that for you, yes. Also like Trunks. He's great. Um, Trunks and, and Vegeta. Trunks was like weird for me because there was like a lot of time travel stuff going on in the beginning. Yeah. And I was, you know how I feel about that. But yeah. I upon my rewatching, I have gotten to this point. I would love like another kind of like separate series that has like the younger kids grown up. Yes, I want to follow Goten. Yeah, like Goten, Trunks, Pan, Marin, um, Bula. 
Like, let's let's make them like nineteen twenty. Do something with them for a season. I always think that Krillin is very nasty for naming his daughter <laughs> Marin after his like first girlfriend that he almost got engaged to. <laughs> I think that is, you know, that's like that's a man. A man. <laughs> Just like a man. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Well, let's go ahead and get started with the updates of the week. Um, not too much stuff happening this week uh, to really chat about. However, there was a trailer released, and that was the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer um, that came out. I guess it's more, I would say more of a teaser than a story trailer because it is it uh, is it doesn't give too much away of the plot. But, I, um, I thought I saw the whole movie. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you can you can kind of piece it together on on what it's going to give. You know, human high evolutionary. I'm sorry, high evolutionary is there, um, which I'm not sure how I feel about his costume. It looks bland. I, like it. I honestly forgot he was in the movie. I remember like during the what was it? Um, D23 when they announced him and he came out. <laughs> and he was like so excited. <laughs> he was. And who are you supposed to be? And he was like, he was in character too. He was like, I'm a high evolutionary. And he was just like, oh, okay. And that's exactly how I felt when this trailer came on. That's like, oh, okay. And, you know, when he did come out at D23 or Comic Con, whichever where it was, he's where he walked out in costume. I thought that, oh, this is just how he looks because, like, they didn't add the CGI or, like, they didn't, like, you know, give him whatever no. kind of makeup they're going to do on screen. But no, that's, that's how he looks. what it is. Yeah. I don't really like I don't, it. <laughs> I, I didn't, I also did not like the look that we saw of Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. I didn't mind his makeup and stuff that made him gold. I thought his costume was a little over-designed. His, was, like, we didn't see the full look, but you could see kind of most of his chest uh, armor or whatever. It, it was given a little over-designed. No. I would have wanted a little something. I don't I don't know what I would have wanted, but I just know that wasn't it. Especially, I feel like, what we've led to and the build-up of seeing him and just even that tease from the first movie. It's just like, oh, okay. And that's the snapshot we see. It was just kind of a little underwhelming for me. But that could be the entire Guardians franchise. I was going to say, I think that's the Guardians themselves. Like, they don't really give <laughs> much of what you want. Yeah. Um, I thought the, I thought, like, Baby Rocket, he looked adorable. It's It obviously looks as though the high evolutionary is part of the reason that he became Rocket, um, mm-hmm. because it looks like they do go to Counter-Earth, where all of... Um, the high evolutionary experiments and stuff lives, all the animals that he's turned into people. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do post this movie with the counter earth and like the high evolutionary. I know he has a lot of interactions with the X-Men and pretty much a lot of all the other like kind of bio related characters in Marvel. So I wonder if he's going to be a one and done or continue to be in, in the MCU. I don't know. You never know with the Marvel villain. You're right. Most of them end up being a one and done, but we'll see. As we also learned recently that um, it looks like uh, Namor's rights are still with Universal. So he's in a Hulk situation mm. where he can't really get a solo. It's what he deserves. Yes. Yes. As the <laughs> character, yes. 
<laughs> because he killed the queen. But at the same time, like he's a great, he's a cool character. Um, and it would be cool if they gave him like his own solo project or whatever, got to build him up. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, that was all we had this week. Let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come right back. Cool. We gotta, we gotta get, I don't know, where are your girls at? They all gone. Where are your girls Captain, Captain Marvel's here, the Fantastic Four are back. Wonder Man is coming to the MCU, so. He'll get something soon, in a year He'll or two. Something. Yeah. I don't know, maybe we just gotta find you some new characters to like. Also, like I said before, you know, I don't think that superhero lane is popular. You know, mm. like where they're just like out using their powers, saving the day and doing all that kind of stuff. The stuff I really like to see. I don't think that's like popular right now. Mm. Teen, know. even like even with the team books, like I've been reading a bunch of um, West Coast Avengers from yeah. the like their first volume. And like the team isn't really getting along, but they have to like work on their teamwork still together. Like that drama amongst everybody is stuff I like to see too, but I don't even think that is like popping on really either. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna find it. We're gonna get you out of this drought because you're gonna go in a few weeks without having books and we can't have that. But um more people are coming back though. Um a Photon's book is coming out soon. That is so. true. Also, that is true. Everybody that. support that so we can get the sis a nice little extension on her mini series. Um, welcome back everyone as we discuss the comics of the week. Um I had a nice little haul. I feel like um the first one up uh well before we even get to the main books, I did want to mention the Justice Society number one came out. And that's from Jeff Johns and Michael Jan. And, you know, I'm a huge Justice Society fan. Johns has been doing, like, some different things with the Justice Society. He's kind of, like, rebooted it. There's another universe. Like, a lot of the heroes who we know aren't really the same ones from the Golden Age. So, like, there's a different Arthur Curry than the Arthur Curry we know. It's been kind of weird. Um, and this first issue kind of, like, continues along with that. It has Huntress, and she talks about how she's the daughter of Batman and Catwoman, and she's making the Justice Society and all these kind of things going on. Art's beautiful. I don't know, it's a little mid in terms of just what I was hoping to see from the Justice Society. Again, like, it's John's changing some stuff. There's this girl, there's this guy, excuse me, his name is Red Lantern. He has nothing to do with the Lantern course whatsoever. He just is like a magician who has power from a red thing he has and he has a daughter who also has her powers who are red she's basically like red jade <laughs> it's just kind of oh. like is her name like ruby or something um i'm gonna have to go back and find her name but oh, it like... is it it is some type of like red stone situation that she has going on and it's just kind of like john you did this already sir let it go. But other than that, well, that kind of makes art. sense for that though, because I think Alan Scott's not related to the uh, Green Lantern Corps. He just has like a magic stone that gives him powers. Um, I think they gave him a battery. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they just changing anything over there. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, her name. Her name is Ruby. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, exactly. But uh, nonetheless, that came out. It's a book. I'm, I'm still going to stick with it. I'm I'm mildly interested to see what's going on and how it all works out. Beautiful art. I like the Hunter stuff that was going on as well. Um, main books of the week. The first one up is Nubia in the Justice League number one that came from Michael Conrad and Becky Kuna with R. Fry Amenke, Novel Pan. And I really like this. Like, I won't lie. I was one of the people who back in the day when Nubia would get brought up and they would talk about bringing her back as the Black Wonder Woman and things like that. I truly never thought it was going to happen. I was kind of like, she feels a little too obscure. And it was just like, the, it was a weird origin thing going on with her and like being the twin sister. I don't know, it felt confusing. But again, I love to be proven wrong. And this is one of those times where we're bringing her back, changing the origin from what it was. And again, even in this issue, she meets the Justice League. She goes to the Watchtower. She's waiting for Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's running late. And in doing so, she comes across all the various members of the League. We see her on a mission with uh, Black Canary and Green Arrow. She goes off with the Black Adam and they talk about their ideologies and the history and all that kind of stuff, having a little bit of tension moment. Martian Manhunter shows up. We see her at having lunch with, again, Black Canary, Green Arrow. Hawk Girl has joined them. Later on in the issue, Aquaman comes in the tower and he's like really excited. He's like, oh my God, I've heard so much about you, which was really cute to see. The League was kind of gagging and standing for <laughs> Nubia. They were like, oh... You were that girl. We've heard a lot about you. We're super excited to meet you. She was going on missions fighting with them. She saved some kids and someone calls her Wonder Woman and she's like, oh, you can call me Queen Nubia. It was like, period. (laughs) Exactly. You know, just just really kind of getting her this space where she is separated from Diana. She is her own character. It's been really cool to see. It's been really fun to watch Blossom. I love how DC is really kind of going full force with her. And keeping her in the spotlight, this was a nice issue. Highly recommended. I would give it like a four out of five, honestly. Arv is very pretty. She using her spear. We get some of her personality. She's talking about, you know, how she's compassionate, how she don't really be wanting to fight everybody, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. That was cool to see. I love her weapon. I think it's so cool. The weapon is hot. I love a mm-hmm. nice... You know I love a staff. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I I agree. They're always really good. Um, Next up on the list is Captain America Symbol of Truth number seven. That comes from Tochi Onyabuchi and guest artist Ed Guerrera. Now they're, um, excuse me, Ed Guerrera. Now they're kind of making me mad because R.B. Silva has been missing for quite a while from this book. And he was, you know, solicited as my main artist. And it's like... (laughs) Come on now. And one thing I will say about Sam, is Sam has been blessed in a lot of his comic book runs to have really good art. And Ig isn't like the worst artist in the world, I won't lie. I think his wide shots and his action scenes are really good. But the close-ups and some of his faces, it's not giving. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm here for. You're not going to have me going from R.B. Silva to this. I'm sorry. No offense to that man, but I need Mr. R.B. to come back. Um, but nonetheless, the last issue, the Prime Minister of Mahanda was assassinated on American soil. And this issue is kind of like Sam saying, okay, we need to figure out what's going on. He's dealing with people in the government. They're saying like, just let it go, leave him alone. He's like, no, she was killed. This is kind of our thing. We need to deal with it. And he goes off, he meets up with, um, they send Nomad. You don't know who Nomad is. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, do, oh you do? That's oh, uh, Sam's son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, yeah, sorry. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> he was partner up with Sam back in the original Captain America series that he had written by Remender. He thought that he died there. 
Ian has apparently been alive. Stan's like, oh, you've been alive this whole time. He found out Bucky Wasn't he, like, trapped in time or something? Or, like, didn't Steve, like, have to go rescue him or something? Yeah, it was all weird. (laughs) (laughs) See, I know a little bit. (laughs) Anything anything you can do to, like, age the kids up, because you don't want your kids for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's there. Uh, The reunion between them is really tense. And rightfully so, again, like, when he last saw him, he died. Ian was always kind of giving Sam a lot, like, oh, I don't think you should have the shield for real, for real. It should have been me. And Sam was like, well, you got to deal with it. But we find out that Bucky also knew he was alive, so Sam gets mad about that. He's like, why have you told Steve? Ian's like, he'll find out when he finds out. Then they go into battle. They fight. Um, the issue ends off with Falcon, who, uh, Joaquin, he was attacked the last issue as well. He's waking up in his hospital bed, and it seems like his bird mutation is getting worse, and he's like going crazy, and it seems like there's like this vampiric effect or something like that happening to him. And that's where we end off. And um, it was just a really good. I think the issue highlighted a lot of Sam and Nomad's differences and just their ideology. And again, it kind of reinforced that Sam, why he's Captain America, how he operates as Captain America. And I do like that this run seems to be getting him more into international politics. The first few dealt a lot more with just like the U.S. and how he dealt with things there, race, being a black man, all of that kind of stuff. This is really getting him out. And that's something that I've always wanted to see in him acting. The last arc he was with Wakanda. Now he's here in Mahonda. They're like, we don't know about you. You kind of causing a mess everywhere. And he's like, well, I'm going to fix it. <laughs> but all in all, the issue I thought was really good. I'd give it a three out of five. I thought you's voice of Sam was really good. I like the stuff with Nomad. The art is just really kind of my biggest thing there. But I'm into this one. Like, get his bird telepathy back and end up like having some kind of talk with Falcon. Who's saying? Yeah. He still has it. Oh. Yeah. I wonder is that going to happen now? That'd be kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. If he uses that to like, I don't know. Deal with the Falcon. (laughs) Yeah. It would be a nice little thing. He does have a moment like where he's battling with Nomad and Nomad's killing people left and right and saying, yeah, we got to do this. And Sam's like, oh, yeah, I really miss Falcon was here right now. Oh, he has completely forgot about Patriot, which I think is kind of funny. But <laughs> well, everybody can't make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to that man. Um, and last book of the week was Strange Number Eight, and that comes from Jed McKay. We had two artists on this one: Marcelo Ferreira and Stefano Landini, uh, because this issue did some stuff that took place in the past. So you know, last issue we found out that the Harvest Man is Stephen Strange. Clea is like, my husband, I've been looking for you. That's who I want back. Strange is like, we can't be together. You are the source of supreme of life. I'm the source of supreme of death. If we even touch, the results could be catastrophic. But nonetheless, she takes them back to the sanctum. They see Wong. They see all the people. Steven is reuniting with everyone. We meet director. Well, I don't actually know if we meet her. This might be my first time meeting her. I feel like she might have popped up something else the way they were talking about them. But director Peter, uh, Pandora Peters, she is the director of Wand, which is Shield's Wizardry Alchemy Necromancy Division. Oh yeah, they so brought they that back. On. Yeah, so the see, I ain't never read them before in my life. Yeah, they've been in a bunch and a bunch of Avengers stuff. Okay. Doctor Druid was a part of them. Oh, I do mm-hmm. remember some of that with Druid, not the rest of the other stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're here. Um, 
she meets up with Strange, and she's like, we kind of basically get the history of the Blasphemy Cartel. The Blasphemy Cartel was a part of this group, um, Alpha uh, Bravo Charlie Delta, and they were creating basically a war game of magic, and so they were using Tibetan prayer wheels as spells with cryptocurrency, so mixing technology and magic, and basically like putting these spells through the computers with the cryptocurrency was going to be able to affect all of the people who used it and do all of these things, turning them into monsters, possessing them, just whatever you need to do. It was just something that was supposed to be a test to use against their enemy. This group was like, actually, we really want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> they caused this giant scheme that uh, Pandora and Strange had to get together with to help defeat it. It was really cool stuff. He was using spells and magic and technology. Again, I'm always like kind of a fan of when they meld those two themes and how they work together and how they're similar. So that was really interesting to see. And basically after that, Pandora's like, the guy who was leading this group that did that is the one who's leading the Blasphemy Cartel. They have all of these plans to defeat Doctor Strange because they've studied him, he was around. They have no plans for you, Clea. And what they did back then, they're trying to do again now, so we need you to go in and beat them down. I know where they are, and that's how the issue ends. It shows like Strange and Clea kind of looking at each other like, all right, let's go mess them up. And I just thought that was awesome. Jen McKay is like killing it on this book. I love the flashback. I've tried to read a couple of Doctor Strange books before in the past. I've never stuck with them for very long. He just like, I don't know, Stephen doesn't get me. I was all into the flashback of this issue. Like mm. tuned in. I was like, oh, I will read this for real. I think Wanda, again, I'm not too familiar with them. They popped up and stuff. I missed it all. But I'm here for them. Um, they did talk about how, and you know, and that makes sense because I was like, as I was reading, I said they had to have popped up before because she talks about how they got dissolved during Secret Empire. There was like a callback to Secret Empire with something that happened there in that issue. And I was like, I don't remember them at all from Secret Empire, but I also remember there were a lot of tie-ins with Secret Empire, so I could have missed it there. But nonetheless, they're cool. If this is them coming back, I would like more of them. If they stay up in the Strange book, I'm all for it. I think this is one of Marvel's best books. I give this issue a four out of five. The art was cool. The flashback art was solid. It kind of stuck with the thing. Clear and Strange are back together. It was hot. They're hot. It's hot. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us over into the... Uh, we need to find a name for this. So far, I've just been calling it the Relaunch Club or something. Or the Air Club. Um, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> That brings us to the section of the show where we have been re-watching uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. And this week we watched episodes 11, 12, and 13. And um, episode 11 was the kind of Wolverine-focused episode. Um, again, this is called Wolverine and the X-Men, so he's going to have a, a, a few of those. Um, you but this see the X-Men. You see Emma. You do see Emma a lot, although she got it in this one. So in this episode, um, this is about that's like a flashback episode, basically of Wolverine um, and up in X years, kind of his mission that he had back in the day with Maverick, and how they are asking him again to go in and kind of uh, get Maverick. Um, and also they kind of changed some stuff in this. Maverick's daughter in this is Petra, which that's not how it is in the comics, but I thought it was cool to like find a way to include that character. Um, in a show. Well, that um, is the strength of this cartoon. Yeah. The cameos and the way they kind of bring them all in there. I think it yeah. works. 
Um, meanwhile, in the present, Rogue is with the Brotherhood, and she hears that they're going to have a mission, like from Magneto, and she goes to go and warn the X Men. But she goes to go and warn Wolverine, but he's not there, and she's like, "Well, forget it then. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to go back to the Brotherhood." Um, so yeah, this episode was fun. I like, like I said, I really like the inclusion of Petra and getting to see like you know her powers being used a bunch on the show, which I thought were really cool. Um, the again, the cameos are kind of the strength of this one. Now, episode twelve was the episode where Cyclops is like still sitting around sad about Jean being gone, and he thinks that Sinister Isn't took that her. crazy. They've been sitting around sad for twelve episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they have done nothing for twelve episodes but complain and be sad. Like, sir, you can leave. I mean, that's how he is about his girls. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> emphasis on the ass. Yes, because <laughs> we know Scott likes to cheat. But uh, <laughs> um, this episode is about uh, Cyclops. He's still sad about Jean, and he believes that uh, Mr. Sinister took her. So he's like chasing after marauders all throughout the city to kind of figure out where Sinister is. He has a fight with Arclight who they like actually gender bent in this one. Cause in the comics mm-hmm. it's a woman, um, but in the show, in this show, it's a man. And um, by the end of the episode, like a, like amnesic gene kind of wakes up and she's like, I don't know who I am, but uh, she's they were just up. doing anything on this cartoon. Let me tell you something. And it's so interesting because it's, it's either about Wolverine or it's about Emma coming to save the day and everybody else is just like, good luck. <laughs> you might get some <laughs> real, you might get something cool. Gene waking up amnesiac after 12 episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the route they wanted to go. That you is know? insane to um, me. It's, it's been an interesting story. Um, so far for sure. Uh, I did like the fights and stuff that they had in this episode. I know Multiple Man was in it. They fought him. Um, Harpoon was really cool to see. Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like seeing some of the Riders and the X-Men fights that were, were pretty cool. Iceman, of course, got to like let loose in this episode and use his powers. That was really cool. Um, so, uh, episode 13, again, these last few episodes were all, the stories were all by, uh, Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost. And episode 12 and 13 were both written by uh, Chris Yost, who people know wrote a lot of the new X-Men stuff. Um, so uh, episode 13 is about when Magneto, he sends a bunch of acolytes to like break all of the mutants out of the MRD prisons. Um, and while at the same time, he goes and deals with the, I forget, is this the senator? I don't think he was president yet. I think he's just a senator. Um and tells him, like, I know you have all the mutants, like, in prisons. We're going to break them out. And I know you have the most powerful ones. Like, it's another place we're going to break them out, too. And he's like, you know, that wasn't a part of the deal. Um, and Magneto's like, yeah, I, we, you told me that the deal was every mutant you arrest, you send over to me. But we know you're, like, still hiding powerful ones later. Which um, it's interesting to see Magneto having, like, it's interesting to see him be a villain again. Which um, I feel like hasn't been that way in a long, long time. Do you um, think we've moved past Villain Magneto? I think so. I hope so. I don't like Villain Magneto. I prefer him 
I prefer him to still have his own ideals and all of his own, uh, like, you know, mutant first, uh, the way he like lives by his code with that. But I don't really need him to be like, you know, the, the bad guy of the movie anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, again, the mutants are coming to the MCU. So mm-hmm. are they going to want to do the infamous Charles Xavier versus Magneto, Brotherhood versus X-Men? Will we know? Do they want to kind of show him in that space where he's working with the team and more of like an antagonistic ally? Um, is he going to be headmaster of the new mutants? That's what they should do. Cause that That's what they should high. do. Yeah. If they were going to have them be together, he should be the new mutants master i mean headmaster yeah i think you know what i think in the mcu they probably will at least in the beginning they probably will have him be the villain because nostalgia sells but i do think that because it's the mcu and it's such like a long form of storytelling i don't think that he'll be the villain for long i think it'll end up becoming a thing where they work together until they both like you know get killed off because the actors don't want to do it no more But anyway, in this episode, uh, Magneto sends a bunch of his acolytes to break people out. One of them being um, Mercury, which I thought was cool. And now I realize that, of course, (laughs) she was using. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the Brotherhood like released this girl named Tildy, who I had never heard of her before. I don't think she is a real character, but she's got this power to like become this huge like creature thing and um the x-men trying to stop her but ended up like basically rogue ends up becoming the one who kind of saves the day she absorbs some of the the x-men's powers and juggernaut's powers goes inside of this creature absorbs the little girl's powers and saves the day um and also like bobby acts out kitty on a date which like i really hope that we have now moved past the point of trying to make Iceman straight um mm-hmm. And I believe this this came out before he had come out in the yeah. comics. So I hope, like, we don't go back to this <laughs> going forward. And we for just got full of gay ice, man. Yeah, just make him, just be gay. Okay. Um, I support it. You know... But yeah, um, I, liked, I liked this episode. I like to thought it was cool to see all the X-Men kind of fighting together. Storm has some cool power effects that she used. Still not liking Rogue and them little ponytails. Um, but and I guess I gotta get over it. It's really bothering me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it ain't going nowhere, so. No, no. This, this cartoon is interesting. I'm excited to get back to the future. Yeah, it looks like we we dip on into the future coming up. Um, next episode, we'll be talking about episodes 14, 15, and 16, if you guys want to catch up. Um, I think 16 is one of my favorite episodes of this series. I think that's okay. where they're in the future. And, oh, yeah, because I think that's the episode where Lorna is clearing it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad that my fave didn't show up in this cartoon. I think she would have been nice in it. I mean, I don't know. She was in that a few episodes ago, right? Made no, like that was the, uh, thicket. That was Quanin. And she had Emma out here calling her an amateur telepath. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was Quanin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, on that note, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we'll come right back. Cool. <laughs>
All right, welcome <laughs> back, y'all, to the relaunch section of the show. And um, first of all, I think I brought up earlier about Wand, and my memory may be gone, but I could have swore I definitely remember. Don't quote me, but I think they they actually did exist in like earlier Avengers stories, but I could be okay. misremembering. So like, don't quote okay. me, y'all. <laughs> 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 they may be new, but I could have sworn that like, Wand existed. Uh, well, like ago. I said. There was a blurb about them dissolving in Secret Empire. So, like I said, I, I've never heard of Wand. I hadn't seen them before, but they could exist. I just could have swore, like, Dr. Jewett or something was a part of them. I could be wrong. I don't really know too much about I, them. I, was about to say, I do I feel like away. I've heard something with, like, like <laughs> Dr. Jewett before. Like, that sounds familiar. But again, he's magic, mm-hmm. so maybe they were just talking about a wand. That could be very true, you know. Magic do whatever they want to do. Um, but anyway, uh, this section of the show, we're going to be talking actually more of a overall relaunch um, than a character specifically. So I'm going to do a relaunch of the like superhero lane. And okay. what I mean by that is it seems as though there aren't a lot of like superheroes right now within uh, both the uh, less on the DC side, as far as the big two goes, uh, less on the DC side. Um, but a lot so on the Marvel side. Um, and I would like to see a lot more of that come back. And what I mean by the superhero is, I mean, a character who is, um, you know, that they're above street level characters. They have superpowers um, that kind of put them above all of those th- those characters because of what they can do with their abilities. Um, and they use those to do this very quintessential things about that a superhero does learning their powers, um, learning how to use those powers within their everyday and saving the day, you know, villains and all that kind of stuff. Currently, it seems as though those types of characters are kind of few and far between, um, or they are all just <laughs> waiting for the MCU debuts because that kind of is what the what dictates when you have a comic book out. But for me, I think I would love to see a resurgence of just more characters. And the way I would actually do this relaunch would be to bring back more villains. If you have <laughs> if you have more villains for the characters to fight, then you'll have more heroes out there that mm-hmm. uh, will actually be out there kind of doing some stuff. Um, it currently feels like a lot of the characters are more that street level or yeah. they're like magic characters. Yeah. Um, well, I guess, so let me ask you this. You know, you say superheroes. What... What, what in your in your opinion, what is an example of like a good superhero comic or like a good superhero character that kind of emphasizes what you really want to see in these comics? Um, I think there are a lot of different characters that I would like that can kind of fit that that role. Spider-Man obviously is like the quintessential superhero. Um, Superman, I think action comics is fantastic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would probably be the the best example of a current like superhero book where you see the character not only using their powers, um, but they, and, and still discussing like the themes of that character. So with Superman is a lot of hope and um, just being like very positive. And currently they really have him in the dad lane <laughs> and um, just re- being really like a good dad um, on top of just their everyday. And um so I think Action Comics is kind of a, a perfect example of something current right now with with that. Uh, like I said, Spider-Man is a good one. Captain Marvel's current run is a solid, like, superhero, like, mm-hmm. book with 
there are a lot of quintessential themes there. Um, as far as the team books, there were a lot of older, like, uh, Teen Titans runs that were very, like, superhero, where you get a lot of them using their powers together or, um, you know, <laughs> not getting along and yeah. really navigating those kind of feelings and emotions and stuff like that and just really getting, like I said, a very quintessential superhero story. Do you think that you are looking for new new heroes to fill the role of this superhero thing, or would you prefer older heroes who feel that kind of niche to just come back and take that spot honestly i think at this point it needs to be both i think mm-hmm. there are a lot of older characters who could be used to usher in the newer characters mm-hmm. um so you know you can bring back the lightnings or the wonder mans and give them sidekicks or something to kind of push those newer characters and not only that it would help like give a resurgence to the older characters who haven't been around for a while um you know, it seems as though, like, Wasp is currently getting, like, her own solo series recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's coming out sometime earlier next year. But, like, characters like that, like, or, um, I don't know, uh, pretty much anybody with superpowers, <laughs> yeah. really, really. Um, so I think that, like, you can really do things with both. Um, I think, actually, in the Wasp series, she'll be working with um, Hope. Not Oh, Nadia, hope. sorry. I think did they get the today? Her name her Nadia or Hope? Her name is Nadia, but I don't hope know if they MCU. Yeah, okay. but I don't know if you know they gave made Nadia's middle name Hope or something like that, and you know, uh, you know how synergy works. Yeah, <laughs> synergy is always so. there. Um. Okay. Well, that's actually kind of a good segue into my next question. Then, are there any of the younger heroes? You know, there have been books like Champions, Young Avengers. Runaways, all that good stuff. We've seen these teen heroes kind of like jump into the roles. Have you seen any that you feel as though can be the next big superhero or that you, any that you think can go the distance? We've seen the big resurgence of characters like Miles, of Kamala, Moon Girl. Who, or who else do you think kind of has it or can you see taking it in the next few years? In the next few years? Um, that's a, a solid question. I'm not sure on the... Marvel side, if the young characters got it, <laughs> yeah, to really, to really kind of break off and go into their own lane. I feel as though Miles already did it. He's really, yeah. he's really popular. Um, Kamala is also super popular, um, and it's it's more about it's not only popularity, but like really just filling that niche, you know, and like really mm. being in that lane where they want to be a superhero, and you know, using their abilities and stuff. Um, there really haven't been too many newer characters that. I think even really fit that mode. A lot of the newer ones are either a still trying to learn their abilities or they don't even really want to be like superheroes in that way. So mm-hmm. what do you think about, um, yeah. What do you think about white Adam? I think he's very corny, but I think that the, um, the, I like his abilities and I see, I see the vision there, but I think, I don't know if he's really going to go the distance because he's a little too corny. I think that it'll it'll be rough for him to kind of yeah. hit that superhero lane. Again, he's just, for me, he's going to be just another one that's in the Shazam family. Mm. You know, okay. he'll probably end up going the way of Mary Marvel, where he'll just kind of <laughs> be there. He may have like, you know. She's got her little mini series out right now. Don't do that to Mary. <laughs> she's got it something 
I don't know if she, I don't know if she'll ever like really like fully become her own superhero again because she's just kind of attached to Shazam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes that I, attachment doesn't always help. Yeah, that's true. I do think that issue befalls a lot of the DC characters, though. To be perfectly honest, I think a lot of them will never really kind of jump out in their own in that regard. It'll most probably be you're attached to whichever family or member of the Big Seven that you're attached to. Yeah. And that's okay at this point because the the Big Seven and their pillars are pretty much set in stone. So it's yeah. it's like if you really want to make it, you gotta pick which one you want to be in <laughs> and attach yeah. yourself. Slowly try to get yourself closest to, you know, that core hero. Or you could uh, whereas, go hang out with Harley, who was the fourth pillar. That's true. <laughs> you could, yeah, and she will definitely get you up there. Um, but yeah, on the like on the Marvel side, what I would do is I would really bring back like more villains. And it seems as though a lot of the events recently have been either A, something street level for those street level characters to do, or it's like a world ending cosmic thing that comes back. I would like to see more villains that aren't uh, like planet destroying. It's like, you know, I don't know. They want to take over a town or take mm. over a country or something like that. A little less, you know, world breaking and a little less like, world indie, more um, centered around like incident related. Exactly. And a lot more of that. And it seems as though a lot of the books will have a character like that, but they will end up defeating them and then never using them again. Um, so there, I'm sure there are a lot of those that existed that had like a, a quick one issue here or issue there that could be reused again. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I would love to see the resurgence of AIM and Graviton and, um, you know, uh, the Magia uh, Mafia or Madame mm-hmm. Mask or any of these kind of characters who weren't really, you know, the Thanos level stuff, but they were really still out here wrecking shop and you needed to have like the superheroes come and actually fight them. That's called the streets, baby. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know Daredevil can really handle Graviton. You're going to find a way. You're going to find a way. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's like villains like that is what I would love to see kind of come back for the the heroes to really kind of step up and do more in that superhero lane because it feels like there aren't any really there. So who would you like more superhero content from, honestly? DC or Marvel? Marvel. Because I feel as though on the DC side, they are already... Most characters there are like solo characters and they come Mm -hmm. together for whatever team they're a part of. So you already get that superhero vibe when they're by themselves. And the team up is great too. Whereas Mm -hmm. the on the Marvel side, a lot of the characters when they're solo, they have like quick, at least nowadays, there's like a quick run where they're just talking about whatever theme that the writer wanted to kind of explore with that character. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a vision story, but it's mostly about like him being human and dealing with making his own family and like found family tropes and stuff like that. instead of there being an ongoing where it is him being a superhero and in addition to dealing with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who is, do you have a particular writer who you think could kind of lead the charge in resurrecting that type of character or who writes that specific type of character really well? 
Um, I think a lot of writers right now really do well with like the superhero lane. Uh, Jim Zub is really great. Uh, Kelly Thompson is fantastic. Um, Brandon Easton, I think, is really cool with his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, um, obviously, Philip Kennedy Johnson, I'm a big fan of his stuff. Um, those are really the top, like, how many I just named? Five? I don't know. <laughs> those, are, those are the top so, like picks that I would be. Those are your breadwinners. Like, to pick okay. to kind of lead that charge. Yeah. Okay. I, I think, I, I mean, I didn't hear a name I didn't like, so I support them all. Yeah, I think I would love to see the resurgence of like superheroes come yeah. back and we see more of that. Um, I just want to see some these characters use their powers and save the day, rescue people, hang out, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I understand that they like the deconstruction of the superhero and, um, you know, like I said, talking about specific real world themes, but using these characters as the vehicle to explore those. Um, is interesting, and I think that they are, but I don't think we should sacrifice like the superhero stuff of it. Okay. Do do That's not good. play drinking hero drinking game with this, and like <laughs> take a shot every time I say superhero because I realize <laughs> I said it a lot. <laughs> or do that. <laughs> or do it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's what I would like to see is a relaunch of just superheroes. Like I want to see them come back. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. We love all the comments and appreciate all the love. Uh, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Another Relaunch. You can email us anything you want at uh, anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Keenan, where can they find you? You guys know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Keenan Lance. As always, there's an underscore at the end. Boom. All right, y'all. Let's get up out of here, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace out.